2: morning good afternoon or good evening whenever or wherever you're listening to or watching us this is the nhl dfs strategy show over here at osmo.com and i am your host michael clifford joining me in this game of pistols only in the complex is osmo's resident single entry golden gun joshua harris josh how are we doing today bud
1: pretty good uh last night was a (laughs) it should have been a better slate like 11 games there should be more passive victory but there was one path to victory last night and you had to had Mika Zabanjan, who was your hat trick pick. And he did actually have a hat trick. So I, I guess yeah, you, not that. Yeah. You had to have like the right combinations. Rocco Grimaldi had a four goal game. He wasn't actually in the winning lineup, which is crazy, but you had,
2: yeah, a- that was uh, that was the weird thing about, about that slate last night is that the winning lineup in the $11 didn't have Rocco Grimaldi and Rocco Grimaldi had a four goal game. Um, I think one of the lineups leading had both Zibanejad and Grimaldi uh, late into the slate and then got passed by uh, a blanket and shutout and Junas Donskoy with the goal and the shot bonus. It was a wild slate. Let's talk about that slate for a minute because you had like we, t- we talk about Mika Zibanejad going, you know, nuclear last night. He had six points uh, against the Flyers for the second time in a week. Um, but it wasn't just him, right? Like, Ryan Strom had a four-point game. Adam Fox had five assists. Pavel Bucnevich had a couple goals, including a shorthanded tally. But, like, guys like Kreider and Panarin did almost nothing. So, like, full stacking, um, the Rangers' top line or something might not have gotten you there. You really had to have the right players. Um, and it would have been a weird stack because Buchnevich wasn't on the power play. And Panarin was, but he didn't do anything. Kreider was on the top line um he didn't do anything but buchnevich did so it was it was weird stacks that got there but um rangers really came through
1: yeah and usually when i stack rangers like i i hate leaving buchnevich off because but he's not on the top power point. so sometimes what i like to do if i have like the space is go like zubajjan uh Kreider, panarin fox something like that but like that would have just that would have crashed and burned i mean i would have cashed but it would have it would have been nothing special last night So, I mean, I didn't have Rangers last night. Um, I don't know why I should have homeworked myself and put them in, but for some reason I played Pittsburgh last night, which was like the third time all season.
0: I have
1: to
2: charge my phone. Yeah, and Pittsburgh, um, they had a late goal that really pushed people over the top. Um, They had a late – they had an empty p- – Buffalo Sabres hadn't won in, like, 15 or 16 games. Like, Jack Eichel's hurt. They're down 3 nothing with three minutes left, and they pulled the a goalie. I have to think – I'm just thinking in my head. Like, the GM was coaching last night because the coaches went into COVID protocol. Uh, I have to think that was just – Kind of the GM trying to save his job a little bit because it made absolutely no sense to pull that... They were not scoring three goals in two and a half minutes with those players on the ice. They just don't have the talent.
1: Yeah, and that's funny because, like, the, the Sabres coaches are in uh quarantine and they still suck. The Rangers... Co- coach is going to quarantine and they ha- they can't stop scoring now so that's like, the funny yeah. thing right david
2: quinn hasn't been there yeah. for over a week and they're they're averaging like six goals a game they're just going bananas but there's a lot of other stuff on the slate too like that nashville game ended up 7-1 rocco grimaldi he, he had a hat trick in the first 10 minutes of the game and the only thing that ruined it being a natural hat trick was ely Tolvin is scoring in there like they scored four goals in a few minutes, like just a few minutes apart. Um, and eventually, um, eventually just ended up with a seven, one win. Uh, you know, that fourth line, like we said, had a great night. Rocco Grimaldi had four goals. Eric Halla had a pair of assists. Um, New York Islanders. Like I thought they looked good against Boston. Like, you know, Boston's top line is going to be their top line. Uh, they're going to do their damage, but we talked about, Jake and I talked about Islanders three on the show last night. Beauvillier scored the overtime winner. Uh, Wallstrom scored a late goal in the third period. That line has looked really good. Um, and Boston's depth has looked kind of bad.
1: Yeah. So that third line is going to get generally decent mashups. Uh So, and they're not like a typical third line, right? So that t- with Lee out, they kind of, their minute spread has kind of been more even, so they're going to get good matchups against bottom sixes again and with decent minutes. So they're definitely something aligned that you want to use going forward for sure.
2: Yeah. Especially, you know, we talked about Wallstrom starting to earn more minutes. Uh, we talked earlier in the year, how he's basically playing like 10, 11 minutes a night. He's fairly consistently 13, 14 now. Like that's definitely not where you want him to be, but it's certainly a lot better than uh, 10 or 11 minutes a night. The final thing I want to touch on is Minnesota. that was just a crazy game i think the final tally was minnesota got outshot 37 to 11 and won two nothing um now that's pertinent for tonight because st louis is on the slate tonight uh can talbot 37 save shutout minnesota didn't look very good last night um st louis kind of did uh what did you think of that game like is there anything is that just kind of a one-off game for minnesota is that like you know, maybe they're just kind of starting to slow down and St. Louis is catching up. Yeah,
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I know, I know the blues are getting, I know the blues are getting a little bit more healthier. Uh, that, that, uh, Kaprizov goal was ridiculous or maybe a combination of Bennington actually not being good. Uh, so, I mean, they won because the goaltending was kind of bad. So I don't know. Uh, it was just a one game. So if they keep, playing sluggish like that going forward, then yeah, maybe something to pay attention to, but I I don't really take too much stock into one game.
2: Yeah. I wouldn't put too much into it. um, But uh, St. Louis is playing here tonight. So we do have to pay attention to that game. We'll talk about it a little bit more, uh, a little bit later on. Um, While we have you guys here, if you could do us a big favor and like, and subscribe. Um, It really helps us out a lot here. It grows the channel. Um, gets us to the top of the algorithm that day. Um, and it really, uh, it just you know, make, ensures that we can keep these shows coming to you uh, on a daily basis because with MLB and NBA around the corner, uh, <laughs> there may be uh, some days uh, where we just may not be able to, to get out there. So the more uh, love you guys could show us, the better the chance that we have uh, bringing these shows almost on a daily basis as we have been for pretty much two and a half months now. Uh, and also a reminder that if you're not able to watch your favorite Osmo shows on YouTube, almost all of our Osmo YouTube shows are available through the Osmo Podcast Network. We have a podcast for every sport, and we're available on every major platform. So head on over to Osmo.com slash podcast to check out the latest. If you leave us a five-star review on any one of our podcasts with your Twitter handle and email, or email address, uh, you're eligible to win a free week of Osmo Plus Platinum. Uh, one winner is awarded every Friday and reviews are eligible for up to one year. So if you leave one now, uh, you could win one around Christmas or after Christmas next year. Um, all you have to do is leave us a five-star rating on one of our podcasts with your tw- Twitter handle or email address. Uh, good luck, you guys. So uh, we may as well dig into the slate tonight because we do have a four-game slate we need to talk about. So let's get to our first game here. We have This is a redux of a game from last night. Uh, the New Jersey Devils have a 2.5 implied goal total. Washington Capitals have a 3.5 implied goal total. Um, last night, like, I, I didn't think Washington looked particularly good, uh, but I don't think, you know, that's a huge cause for concern for me in particular. One, um, you know, there have been enough games where I've watched Washington look bad and they just absolutely pummel a team the very next night. Um, they've proven it enough times that one bad game doesn't necessarily portend uh, things to come. Uh, but it was really a back-and-forth game last night. Um, you know, 1-1, and then 2-1, and then 3-2, and then 3-3, and then 4-3. Like, it was a really good back-and-forth game. Uh, one thing that surprised me last night was how high Evgeny Kuznetsov's ownership is was. And tonight we have him as the fourth highest owned player on the slate, at least as of our last ownership run over 30% and our highest owned center. So um, there's only four games. So we have, we definitely have to touch on both sides. We need to talk about both sides, but I think there's going to be a lot more interest in Washington for most people. So why don't you start there, Josh?
1: Yeah. So uh, short slate, <laughs> Chalk is always a conundrum for me. I mean, this is the problem that I have with Ovechkin tonight. Like people just don't full stack anymore. And we've talked about it yesterday. Sometimes full stacking isn't even optimal. Like last night with the Rangers it wasn't optimal. So the ownership on Ovechkin tonight is going to be ridiculous. Um, the one thing that maybe will bring down that line's ownership is Sprong moved up there. Um, and he played more than half the game with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin. So if you are using Caps one, maybe, you know, include Um That being said, like, for me personally, it's just hard for me to get behind Capitals chalk in GPPs. Like if I was playing cash and GPPs, what I'd do is I'd play caps and cash and I'd probably fade in GPPs. But on the flip side, right, the Devils are playing like five games in what, seven or eight nights, which is a problem it's just a lot of hockey and it's not Mackenzie Blackwood. It's Scott Wedgwood. Who's not as good as Mackenzie Blackwood. That being said, five games and seven nights is a lot, but luckily for the devils, they're a fairly young team, but their, their best line has been old man Zajac, which is so like, I've been going back and forth with what to do in the caps tonight. I think for me personally, I'm fading in GPP just as an ownership play. Like we have Ovechkin, uh, projected at 39 percent right now I would imagine in some like smaller field tournaments he's going to get up around 50 or over 50 percent so the danger is like him having like an Ovechkin game even if he doesn't get two goals even if he has like a goal but if he has like eight shots on goal he's going to hit his value but at that percentage I think you have to take the risk and well I'm going to take the risk you don't have to take the risk if you want to play Ovechkin like he's easily the best player on the slate so if you want to take the risk and hope that he has like a subpar game, even if he gets 20 DK points, maybe it won't kill you and you can leverage yourself elsewhere. Um, I think what you can do maybe is how we talk about the caps is like power play stack, but do different power play stacks because Ovechkin's on both units. I mean, you can do like Ovechkin with Kuznetsov and, and Vrana, Ovechkin with Kuznetsov and Wilson, so I mean you can you can mix and match, and I think John Carlson's great play tonight too. So like the Caps are the best play on plays on the slate tonight. Like it's it's abundantly clear. Uh, what I'm the reason I'm fading is because ownership, and I'm going to hope that they have a subpar game, and I can I can leverage the field.
2: Yeah, I, I I'm not going to disagree with anything you said. I think it makes a lot of sense to not you know if you're in single entry, three max, something like that, to not play. Washington or to not stack Washington tonight, at least, you know, maybe you can one off somebody. It makes, it makes sense not to stack them because you know, if watch, if something happens, you know, we've seen Wedgwood play well this year. I, you know, there was a spot earlier this year. It was similar to this um, where Wedgwood uh, was a starter and he came in and just, you know, destroyed our dreams. Uh, it was actually, it was against the Islanders if I'm not mistaken. Um, his sec, it was his second game. He came in and had a shutout. Like those things happen. Now the Islanders, Um, aren't the caps, but um, it, you know, it's just something to to keep in mind. But I think the games played, See terms and conditions 18 plus short time i think is a really important point here um you brought it up how much hockey they've been playing lately um it's something i talk, i've been talking about on you know on a lot of streams this year and it seems to have been working out that when you go against teams playing five and eight um it, it seems to have mostly been working out didn't work out last night um but st louis put up 37 shots uh, to 11 so it's i don't i like i don't think it was bad process it was just bad results like I was telling our, our, our Slack chat users uh, a little earlier, I think, and like, I don't, I don't want to say this because I, I get that my opinion can really influence how people view the slate, but five games in seven nights. is just way, 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 way too much hockey for, for anyone, uh, for any professional athlete. It's just way too much hockey. We've seen five and eights um, fall on their faces. Like we had a five and eight uh, Calgary go into Ottawa and just get blasted like six, one or something like that. Like what's, New Jersey going to do against Washington. So uh, like I'm having a hard time seeing like maybe Wedgwood stands on his head. Maybe the caps just have an off game on a B2B or something like that, but I'm having a hard time seeing how they just don't obliterate the devils here tonight. Like I, I, that's just kind of the way uh, I'm looking at this game. So uh, in my lineups, I'm going very heavy Washington. Um, But as Josh mentioned, with so many different line combinations that they've had, like you, you can get really, really different with Washington and they all make sense. Like, um, like he said, Daniel Sprong played about half the game on the top line with Kuznetsov and Ovechkin, but Richard Panik got a few shifts there at the start of the game and TJ Oshie uh, played the rest. So, you know, if people aren't going to play TJ Oshie because they think he's going to be the full-time third line center, um, Great. I'm going to play a ton of TJ Oshi because he's still going to play probably half the game on the top line. He's still going to play with them on the power play. That's more than enough for me uh, in this matchup. I will say the one thing that, that does concern me about stacking Washington here is that we are pretty heavy uh, on using Washington uh, for their power play. And they're not drawing very many opportunities. So far this year, they're 29th in power plays drawn per game. Uh, and New Jersey's in the bottom 10 by time shorthanded per game. So this could be a game where we only see one or two Washington power plays. So that's that's one thing that's keeping me from getting really crazy with my stacks and, like, stacking across power plays or something like that, because, like, I don't – and I mean, New Jersey's tired, so maybe they do take some sloppy and lazy penalties. Um, but I, I, I'm not expecting a ton of power plays for Washington here tonight. So um, I'm going to try to stick – mostly with power play units. The one thing I'm going to do a lot of is double center stack Kuznetsov with Backstrom. Um, It's just not something a lot of people like to do. And this is something that's gone back, going back years, even when Backstrom and Kuznetsov are playing the same PP unit, uh, they wouldn't play them together. I think you're completely fine playing them here tonight, even though they're on different lines, different PP units, because Alex Ovechkin uh, is the connecting thread uh, between the two of them. Um, Ovechkin plays with Backstrom. Uh, on the power play, and he plays with Kuznetsov both on the power play and at five on five. So, um, you know, if that Washington power play does go off and Backstrom, can, you know, put up an assist or two, uh, it gives him a real good chance of going off here in this game. So, like, I'm, 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 I'm concerned that Washington isn't going to get a lot of power plays to have a night where, you know, they get three power play goals or something like that. Um, but at the same time, I still think that this is a good enough matchup where you can stack across lines and across power plays. Uh, So I'm going to be, you know, Ovechkin, Kuznetsov, Backstrom, Carlson, Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie, Carlson, Um, Ovechkin, Vrana, Backstrom, Kuznetsov, Carlson, you know, six-man onslaughts. Uh, I'm going to be in uh, on Washington fairly heavily here tonight. On the New Jersey side, the thing that we have to really mention is that Pavel Zaka uh, jumped up and uh, skated with Palmieri uh, and Jack Hughes. So that's a line that I actually would have interest in because I think ostensibly that would be three of their four best offensive forwards uh playing on the same line together, if not like three of five or something like that. Um and uh Zaka and Palmieri both play the same power play together. But the thing is, is like Washington's been a pretty good defensive team lately, right? Um, if you look uh if you look at their five-on-five five over the last few weeks, and this is like something we like to do often, like just look back how a team has been playing recently. Uh, over the last ten games, Washington uh, 1.78 expected goals against per 60 minutes, better than teams like Toronto, Boston, the Islanders, Minnesota. Like they've been really, really good defensively lately. So that's why I'm not super high on New Jersey, um, but I'm you know not going to begrudge anybody for using him. Nick Merkley is a guy that's jumping out to me a a little bit. Uh, He had 148 shots in 54 games in the AHL last year, and he's getting some power play time for New Jersey. Um, I think he makes sense as a one-off. I think that's it for the forwards. What do you see on the blue line here? Because I think there could be multiple defensemen from both teams.
1: Yeah. So obviously Carlson is going to be the best play and the wildly chalky play, but, um, you know, the prices on, the, on these Devils defensemen are, are okay. Like Ty Smith, 3600 He's going to see some ownership just based on the price, and these power play one. And like you said, caps have been very good defensively. So I don't know. I, I prefer to one-off Damon Severson at 4000 um, He just has the peripherals. Uh, he blocks some shots, puts some shots in goal, gets secondary power play time. Uh, if you want to play PK Subban, if you're still on the Subban train, I think that's fine as well. But for me, really, this is about Carlson. Uh, If you want to, you know, like we talked about Ovechkin playing on all the power play units, I think you can put him with Justin Schultz on the secondary power play. Uh, I think that is fine. The funny thing is, like, Orlov has been 2,500 all year. He scored last night. Now he's up to 3,700. So he's not going to get any ownership tonight. Uh, So if you want to go back there, because he sees decent minutes, you can. I prefer him being cheaper, but Schultz on power play, too, makes sense. For me, you can even pair him with Ovechkin to be have a unique two man.
2: Yeah. Orlov wait, Orlov 2,600, right? I don't know what yeah. I'm looking at. Um, was it, was it yeah, it was Dmitry Orlov is 2,600 I on DraftKings.
1: Oh I'm looking at the FanDuel pricing. Oh, okay.
2: Um I was yeah, I was wondering. I thought maybe I had something wrong there yeah. because I had I had Orlov written down as a guy to use because he's second at five on five time on ice but uh in Washington oh, yeah. over the last couple weeks so he's starting to earn more ice time so I do have some interest in Orlov um, here um one thing I will say that was interesting from last night um before we uh jump to the next game Washington too went out mostly against the New Jersey third line like it seemed like they're almost sheltering Nick Backstrom and Jacob Vrana which feels weird to me but Kind of makes sense because they had used that third line in a shutdown role earlier in the year, and the top line is going to get its minutes no matter what. So it kind of made sense that that second line got some minutes against the New Jersey bottom six. But, you know, it just makes me like like that second line um, a little bit more. Uh, either of the goalies, you playing Wedgwood? Are you playing Samson off? Uh,
1: I think, like, if you're fading the caps, I think Wedgwood – has some merit. I wouldn't do it in one to three, but if you are MMEing and you have some caps fades, I think you can put in Wedgwood. Uh it, it does concern me that it is a back to back, but I think if the Devils are really that tired, Wedgwood's gonna see the volume. So I think that's okay. 7,000. Uh Samsonoff thirty or eighty one hundred, he's projected is probably the chalkiest goalie tonight. Uh I think he's he's a good play uh if you're spending up, especially if you're using caps. Uh, there's some cheaper goalies that I like better as a one off, but I don't mind. He has, he has legit shutout potential tonight, I believe.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. I don't mind. This is one of those cases where I don't mind playing the 8,100 goalie, because I think he does have shutout potential here tonight. And yeah, Wedgwood, I'm going to have, I'm going to have one or two lineups with Wedgwood wherever um, I don't have some Washington. All right, uh, we're going to get to the next game in a second. But before we do, just want to let everyone know that today's show is sponsored by Jock Market. If you haven't heard, Jock Market has turned fantasy sports into a stock exchange. Forget waiting until the end of the game to make money. Jock Market allows you to buy and sell shares of players in real time for real money with guaranteed payouts for all shares at the end of each night. With daily markets for NBA, NHL, and PGA, you can make real money every hour, every minute, every second of any match or game. Use the pregame IPO to pick up shares of your favorite players and buy, sell, or hold, the g- or hold during the game based on your analysis. Download the app to get started and use our, our exclusive OSMO promo code OSMO20 for a $20 bonus on your first deposit. This is an exclusive offer only for the OSMO community, so make sure to take advantage of it today. That's Awesome 20 for a $20 bonus over at Jock Market. Our producer, Tyler, I think he's still playing over at Jock Market. He's having a good time uh, over there. Uh, He's shaking his hand. Maybe Chris Russell didn't come through for him last week like he did uh, the week before. Um, But, uh, yeah, head on over to Jock Market. Uh, Anytime you can get free money, it's good money. So Awesome 20 for that bonus. All right. Let's get to our next game. We have the Anaheim Ducks with a 2.3 implied goal total going into St. Louis. The Blues have a 3.3 implied goal total. Um, No confirmed goalies yet that I saw, but John Gibson is still hurt, so I assume it's going to be Ryan Miller. Uh, And Jordan Bennington played last night, so it's probably going to be Billy Huso. Um, I thought St. Louis looked really good last night. I didn't catch the whole game. I caught one period. Um, They looked... Probably the best that they've looked since Tarasenko has been back. I thought Um, they just, they just couldn't score. Can't tell made 37 saves. What are you going to do? Sometimes that happens. Um, Now, Anaheim, (laughs) Anaheim, we're not going to get a whole lot from them as we never do uh, before uh, warmups. So it is really tough to dig in on there, but what do you like from either side here, Josh?
1: (sighs) I feel like we're always talking about the ducks, and it's just
2: <laughs> no man. So it's, it's either Jeff Carter night yeah. or like Troy Terry night. That's it. Yeah, it's That's just like
1: oh now. yeah, I kind of like Troy Tally. Terry. Terry as a filler tonight, but if you look at his game logs, right, he played like <laughs> eleven minutes. Like his <laughs> I, like these ice times are just so bad. Like I I want to play like Zegers, Henrique, Terry, but their ice time is just so bad. <laughs> and going into the Blues, like they're getting healthier. They still don't have Pareko. Bennington isn't great. Billy Huso is nothing special. So like, like I, I want to get to some ducks tonight because they're going to be so owned. But I just I just can't get there just because their game log or well yeah game log. But they're you look at their ice time, and it's just it's just so bad. But of course you know we've had uh, two th- third liners with four goals on back to back nights. So it's probably <laughs> like Sam Steele five goal night. <laughs> 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 so like. <laughs> Who knows? Like, but for me, like this game really is about the Blues. Like this, this this top line is on the first. They kind of split their power play time, but their their first line, Schwartz, Shan, Tarasenko, on the first unit, they are going to be chalky night, and with good reason. Like Jaden Schwartz is four thousand. He's still supremely underpriced. Tarasenko fifty seven hundred like Brayden Shen being the most expensive player on that line is kind of funny. So like that line is underpriced. So they're definitely going to get some ownership. It doesn't really matter who they're going to match up with. Like, I don't, I don't see how the matchups defensively matter for the blues in this game. Like they're going to get whoever on the ducks and they're going to have the advantage. So I think, you know, the blues top line certainly makes sense. I think the blues second line certainly makes sense. I'm a big Kairo guy. Like that that line, Kairo, O'Reilly, Perron with Kairou up there has been very high event. So they're going to be way less owned than that Schwartz line. So I think going to the O'Reilly, Kairo, Perron line makes a lot of sense here tonight. And then you look down at this third line and the thing that jumps out at you is Robert Thomas has been priced and he's on power play one. Um, and his ownership is not super high. So if you're trying to jam in a bunch of uh, expensive players tonight, like a OV with like whoever else, and you need a, a cheap – one off center. I think Rob Thomas, like, yeah, maybe he's not great, but he's min price against the ducks. He's going to get the bottom six. He's on the top power play. So I think that makes sense. Like I even, I I even like that line as a whole, like if you want a third line, not that you really need to go full stack, a third line on a four game slate. um, But I kind of like that third line. This is all about the blues for me. Um, Really on the, on the duck side, like, I don't know, like, Maxime Comtois, I can't even talk now. I'm so tilted about Sam Steele scoring five goals. Uh, Comtois overpriced the 5200, uh, Raquel 6200. Like that, that's going to be a super unique two man. And like the Blues aren't great defensively without Pareco. and it's a backup goalie. They aren't a back to back. Like. I really just want to have, like, a couple ducks here and there, but, like, it's just so hard. I think it would be comme toi. Hello, it
0: is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com. That's chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW, Void war prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you What do you do when you win?
1: just because they're overpriced, which means their ownership is going to be even lower. But really this game is all about the
0: the
2: blues for me. Yeah, I'm going to start on the Anaheim side just to kind of piggyback on what you are saying. Like Lundstrom, Raquel, and Comtois is basically within $1,000 of Shen Schwartz Tarasenko. Like when you talk about overpriced, um, that's what you want to talk. That's probably what you're referring to there is that that line is only about a thousand dollars off from shen schwartz who who historically been you know one of the better top lines in hockey um so i agree with you that if you want to get different um raquel comtois is probably a good way to do it um you know lunderstrom uh you can throw him in there as well he's a little bit cheaper um but i'm ha- yeah like i wouldn't three man any anaheim stacks here tonight one because I think the last game was the first time in like a month they haven't changed their lines during the game. Um, and I just don't th- like, they just don't have a lot of offensive talent and I'm with you. I think, you know, St. Louis is still mi- missing Pareco, but I think they're just still trying, you know, starting to get their legs. Like talking about Robert Thomas for a second, like, yeah, he, he, the thing with him, why he won't look good in fantasy is he doesn't shoot like he just doesn't shoot at all if you look at his at his profile um you know shot assist shots zone entries all that um 82nd percentile over the last two seasons by shot assist which is great 84th percentile by controlled entry zone entries per 60 minutes which is great uh 87th percentile in controlled zone exits per 60 which is great uh 16th 16th one six percentile in shots per 60 that's not good at all so the problem with robert thomas is like yeah he can't he can score he'll score goals but like i i uh, i mean this is where it's going to come back to bite me it's hard to see him being a player that could score a hat trick you know what i mean oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like it's gonna be automatic now um it's just he doesn't shoot enough right so like if you're playing Robert Thomas, you probably can't play him as a one-off because if he goes off, likely it's with assists to other guys, and that means other players have gone off. So, like, if you're playing someone like Robert Thomas, I think you have to mix him in with the power play uh, where he has been playing or play him uh, with that third line. But uh, with Anaheim, I'm just I'm going to be one-offing a lot of Anaheim players. One-off Silverberg, one-off Henrique, one-off uh, uh, Raquel. I'll be doing that. I just won't be full-stacking. Uh, any lines on the St. Louis side. um, I've already been talking about Robert Thomas. So I'll talk about St. Louis three. They're one of my favorite filler stacks um, on the entire night. Uh, We have them coming in at about 5% ownership, which like, I think that's a little high for, for a third line on a four game slate, but honestly, I think it's fine. Like I think 5% uh, on a three game slate is honestly fine. I think once you break it down and you start, you know, if you just do, like, a, a, a quick two-man of, like, Thomas, Hoffman, and Krug, or just Thomas and Hoffman or something like that and leave off Sanford or leave, leave on Sanford if you want to get really different people might just want to PP2 stack. So, um, I really do like that St. Louis third line. But I think it's a shen Schwartz tarasenko night uh, for me here tonight. What I'm wondering about them is, like, how many times are people going to keep going back to that well uh when it keeps blowing up in their face. Right. Cause we have them as one of the chalkier lines on the slate, like literally right up there with, with, with uh, Washington. But this is what three or three games in a row now where, where Schwartz has been a complete bust. I think he did well in his, in his first game back, like a shot, like shot bonus. I think he had a shot bonus. The first game back done nothing since the lines done, hasn't done a ton. Um, they looked really good last night. I thought, I think this is a night, uh, where they can break out against a really bad team, so I'm in, I'm in on Shen Schwartz, Tarasenko, Um But honestly, like I think one, two, and three are all in play for St. Louis here. Um, if you're playing Shen Schwartz, Tarasenko, just uh, keep in mind that is it. I just I want to make sure I have the 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 right uh, blue line here because I've I, have, I have St. Louis one with Dunn. Uh, I just want to make sure that that was right here last night because. They have been changing around their power play units uh, a little bit, um, you know, since everybody came back and they did have Shen Schwartz. They had Shen Schwartz Tarasenko with Thomas. So Robert Thomas would be the guy. Like if you want to throw him in with uh, Shen Schwartz Tarasenko or take one guy out, uh, take Shen out. You know what I mean? Um, If you really want to get different, I think that's the way to go about it. Uh, You can even throw in, uh, I think Mike Hoffman makes a nice one off here tonight um on the blue line like vinnie dunn i think now that, now that he's you know definitely running uh, a meaningful power play unit like he's on the power play unit with perron and o'reilly and hoffman like he's on a meaningful power play unit like um he played he's you know he's still in that 19 to 20 minute range i think he's obviously in play again uh but this isn't a game really where i'm taking a lot of defensemen from i don't know if you have a different view on this
1: no, I don't, I don't really like the defense from this game outside of Dunn. Like, if you want to use Krug to correlate, that's fine. Justin Falk is uh, a tilter for me. He's up there with Thornton, and he's not on the power play, I don't think, anymore. If he is, you can correlate with him. Uh, but really, this is Vinny Dunn. People are going to go back to Jamie Drysdale. Um, I guess that's fine. Uh, his price is still manageable. He is on the top power play unit, whatever you want to call that. I mean, can you even call it a power play? It's fine. Like you can put him in. Josh Manson, Min Price. You want to punt him for some blocks? It's fine. But really, I, I'm going to look for a defenseman elsewhere.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, not too huge on the D men. Uh, nice point uh, in chat here from Kyle Milligan. Uh, St. Louis's first home game since Bob- Bobby Plager, um, original St. Louis Blue back with the '67 expansion team, synonymous with the team. Um, you know, to this day, died earlier this week. Uh, in a car crash. And it's their first home game since, uh, since he passed, maybe they have uh, a little bit of extra juice, a little bit of extra jump because he really was a beloved figure around the franchise. Are those the types of things that you think, uh, you know, players get hyped up for?
1: I mean, it's uh, only they would know, but like, I know a bunch of DFS players who live on narrative street and those players will definitely take that into account. I don't know if I can, I don't know how you quantify something like that, but maybe, I mean, if, I'm not sure professional athletes need more motivation but maybe something like this like if he was that close to the team definitely gives the guys a little
2: bit more of a jump. Yeah, yeah, I kind of agree there. All right, in net uh we mentioned earlier it's going to probably probably be Huso versus Miller but it's not confirmed. Uh, one thing that always stuck about me with Billy Huso is I read uh Dom Lacisions um St. Lu- you know, I read all his team previews before the season over at the at the Athletic. Uh and he mentioned he thought Billy Huso was Uh, probably the worst goalie in the NHL or close to the worst goalie in the NHL. And so far this season, he has an 885 overall save percentage and he's allowed at least two goals in 10 of his 11 games. So maybe Dom is right.
1: Yeah. I mean, clearly he hasn't watched the goalies in Buffalo play, but maybe, you know, (laughs) you know, he's not great. Like if they're, he, uh, I mean, like, if they're giving Bennington like six by six, like they have to be like watching Billy Huso play and go, oh God, he's so bad. <laughs> so, like, yeah, I mean, that's why I want to use some ducks. It just, this isn't the time to do it. I wish like the Blues are playing a competent NHL team tonight, but I guess I'd take some stabs on Ryan Miller, 6,900. I always preach about, you know, these cheap guys who see volume. The Blues put up 37 shots yesterday against the Wild. Uh I would imagine the ducks are worse defensively than the wild, so I would imagine the shot volume is gonna be there.
2: Yeah, I don't think so either. I agree with everything you said. Uh Eric Stahl traded to Montreal.
1: Yep. I don't How know about that. That's Unless like
2: they're just they're just like, loading up for another first round exit, is all they're doing.
1: Unless like Cocktail is like actually like I heard like the Canadians the the covid going around them is like one of the strains so maybe kakuni is like really really sick
2: yeah that's a good point i didn't i didn't even think of that it very well could be let's hope it's not um before we get to the next game just want to uh, remind everybody that we have free stuff up on the site pretty much every day uh today is no exception we have uh, nba player rankings nba super draft projections for so anybody playing over on super draft we have nba projections for you tonight Uh, We have NHL player rankings and we have MMA fighter rankings all available for free tonight over on Osmo.com. And if you like what you see there and you want to get a little bit more of it, you can get access to all the great Osmo Plus tools and content for nearly every DFS sport out there with an Osmo Plus weekly pass for only $29.95. This includes full access to all the premium content and tools on Osmo.com, including player projections, ownership projections, our premium Slack channel, and our new March Madness package with college basketball DFS projections for every slate. If you only want to play NHL DFS, then you can sign up now for our Osmo plus NHL weekly package for only eleven ninety five. Stop guessing, start winning and join Osmo plus today. All right, let's get to our next game. We have the San Jose sharks with a 2.6 implied goal total going into Arizona. The coyotes have a 2.9 implied goal total. Um, Logan Couture uh, is officially a, game time decision but the coach seemed optimistic at his media availability that Couture is going to play tonight so I'm crunching my lineups as if Couture is playing um, on Arizona side looks like Tyler Pitlick um, probably out tonight um, if I had to guess it would be Christian Fisher taking a spot on that line with their other lines staying relatively the same but Arizona's like Anaheim we just don't get line combinations until warm-ups so I just want to make sure everybody's clear that I'm just kind of guessing on that. Um, educated guess, but still kind of guessing. Um, probably going to need uh, some stuff from both sides in this game because uh, these aren't really two great teams and uh, we could see some goals. So we do you like, Josh?
1: Yeah, and the problem with the Coyotes is, like, with these lines, like, you have no idea how they're going to match. I guess, like, I, I actually, I, I don't really know. I would maybe assume Dvorak gets
2: couture I, I'll, I'll say yeah i'll say last night or not last night um in arizona's last home game they had kraus uh and brassard um in a checking role so i assume like Krauss, brassard and uh if christian fisher's there with him i assume it'll be something like kraus brassard christian fisher against san jose one
1: <laughs> Woo! <laughs> all san jose one Woo. um yeah so I'm I'm assuming Couture's in. I think w- the good news is like if you are playing with Couture and he's out, I would imagine Tomas Hurdle slots up there, and he's cheaper than Couture, so you won't have to like scramble. I think he's an easy global swap if you if you have a bunch of Sharks. But if that if that Sharks line is going against Broussard, Lawson, Kraus, and Christian Fisher, I, I mean. I'm a big sharks guy. I really like the Sharks top line tonight. Uh ownership agrees with me. They're not they're they get they're getting about a little more than half the ownership of Washington. They're less they're less chalky than the blues top line. I think they're in just as good of a spot. Aiden Hill's a net. It's not Ronta, it's not Kemper. They're both hurt. They're gonna be out for a while. Uh the Coyotes are just a bad team. Like <laughs> the whole franchise is a mess. Like top to bottom. And it, and it reflects like I don't know like the coach seems like a decent coach like this has to be coming from somewhere else these line combinations it makes no sense like the Coyotes can have a competent top six but they just choose not to so I think you know the Sharks top line is in play tonight I I also like the Tomas Hurdle Timo Meyer combo Um, Patrick Marlowe is still there which like Makes me want to throw myself down a couple flights of stairs. Like, you could, there's so many other players they can put there. Like, Marlo at this stage of his career, like, I don't want to like run him over with the bus, but like, he's four, he's in his 40s. He can't move. Like, just put him in the bottom six. Like, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. Like, he's ruining it. Like, I know players don't care about their legacy, but like, he's, he's like ruining
2: kind of, my life.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so, like, I, I want to get to the Sharks too, but I, I'm going to leave Marlo off. Like, it, it's just a mess. Um, and then on the blue line, like Burns and Carlson, both back on the top power play unit, Burns has been burning people all year. He had a good game last year or last year. (laughs) I might've had
2: one good game last year.
1: Might've had one good game last year, uh, last night, I think, or whenever they played last, he had like 18 DK points. So I think, you know, I think power play stacking the sharks makes sense tonight. Not many people want to use both two defensemen on a power play stack. Uh, the Coyotes power play which we keep drumming on like they've been getting bailed out by the goaltending eventually it's going to regress to the mean so I think this is a good spot for the Sharks power play and then on the uh, Coyote side if that if it is Broussard going against Couture uh, I kind of like this uh, Dvorak Garland Dryden Hunt line if that is the line um, if you want to leave Hunt off that's fine I think Dvorak Garland You know, Chikrin is a nice little three-man. If you want to leave Chikrin off because you can't afford him at 6,500, I think that's fine. But, you know, I I really like Dvorak. He's one of my favorite one-off centers tonight.
2: Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned Dvorak and Garland because that's what I had uh, circled on my sheet. Because, like we mentioned, Kraus and Broussard are probably going to go out against San Jose 1. And like you mentioned, Marlowe is probably going to... I mean, Marlowe's already dragging down that line. It, like, if you look at their defensive numbers, their defensive numbers are already starting to tank with him on that line. So, <laughs> you know, this isn't just us just talking about stuff that, you know, um, we're just making up. If you look at the numbers, he, they are worse defensively with him on that line. So um, that's why I'm, I'm kind of in on that Dvorak garland. Uh, and San Jose takes a ton of penalties too, right? Yeah. Um, San Jose's second by time shorthanded this year. And Arizona's top 10 by power play opportunities per game. Like I know like you don't want to go all in on an, on an Arizona power play, but if you're on a four game slate and a home team looks like they might get four or five power plays, I think it'd be kind of foolish not to stack them. So I do really like that Dvorak Garland hunt line. I'm with you. If you want to leave off uh hunt I think that's fine but we have you know we don't have a ton of ownership on these guys they're both sitting around 10 which is you know that's completely fine for what are effectively two first liners uh on a four game slate I'll take 10 ownership absolutely no problem with that um on the San Jose side I agree with you on San Jose one I think it makes decent leverage spot I'm just not sure like exactly how much I'm gonna to get to them because I think there are other lines that I'd want to play. Like I'd rather play Perron, O'Reilly, and Cairo, who are roughly the same price and are gonna come in um at a fifth of the ownership. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I'd rather play and I'd rather even play Ealers, Connor, and Dubois for that matter, because they'll come in at less than half the ownership too. Now realize on a, on a four game slate that, um, if any line goes off and you don't have them, you're probably sunk. So, um, that's the worry about fading a line like San Jose one is that, you know, if you have 5% San Jose one and the field is 30% and they go off, you're probably toast. Um, but I just, I just think there are other lines that are as good, um, as them that will have you know good to great matchups uh, at much less ownership at the same price. So that's my only argument against San Jose one, and that's why I'm going more down to San Jose two. I uh, you know I just make fun of, I just spent time making fun of Patrick Marlowe, but I'm gonna have to put i I think I took him out of the one lineup I have a minute. I'm just going with Hurdle and Meyer um, as my duos. Um. On the blue line, like you mentioned Chikrin. One thing I want to mention, we were talking in Slack earlier, Alex Goligoski got some power play one minutes, but that was only after Jacob Chikrin got a high stick last game and had to leave the ice. Um, Expect Chikrin back on power play one. And uh, Osterley and Oliver ekman larsson on power play two. So what do you like for defensemen here?
1: Yeah, I mean, Osterley is a decent punt, uh, 2,900. Sharks take a ton of penalties. He sees a little bit of power play time. I think he can do that. Ekman Larson, 4,100. I know it's like some people are going to put him in. Like, I just, I don't know. He's falling off a cliff for me. I don't want to spend the 4,100 there. Um, so, really, it's Chikrin, then Osterle, then Golagoski in that order for the Coyotes. If you really need a min price, you know, block shot, Jason Demers, but like Demers, however he pronounces it, um, I guess is okay. Like, if you really need to get down the min price, I've, I'd find the extra 100 for Dmitry Orlov, and then on the, uh, shark side, you know, if you're stacking the power play burns and Carlson makes sense. Carlson's been so bad, but, um, as long as he's on the power play, I think you got to go there. And then if you are, you know, using, you know, hurdle Meyer, you want to correlate in the power play. I think you can put in Mario Ferraro. I think I'd rather have him than Oliver and Larson. Um, but both of those guys don't, I don't really want to pay for it around that price.
2: Yeah, I'm with you, uh, especially on Oliver ekman Larson. Absolutely no interest in him. For me, it's probably just going to be Osterly uh, or Chickering from Arizona and some Carlson from San Jose. I'm not playing Aiden Hill in that, but I am probably going to correlate Party Marty in a couple San Jose lineups. What do you think?
1: Yeah, I mean, he's been great recently, and, you know, he has an NHL go- goaltender, so he's going to have his, you know, hot streaks and stuff. I just – I can't do it. Like, I just have – I'd rather play Buck at 7,400. I think, um, I think Martin Jones, if you, if you think he continues his hot streak is going to have some leverage. I, I, I would imagine a lot of people share my opinions on the sharks goalies. So I think you're going to get Jones for lower, definitely lower than heli buck. So I think it makes sense if you're correlating, I would never one off Martin Jones though.
2: Yeah. I'm not one offing him. He's only in my San Jose two lineups. All right. Uh, We have one more game to get to before we get there. Um, MLB season just around the corner, man. I can't wait for baseball season. I'm really excited uh, to just watch some ball games. Now Uh, MLB season is just around the corner and we have a special deal for anyone looking to get their feet wet. We have a promo going on right now where users can get nine days of Osmo plus MLB for just $9 using the promo code starting nine. So uh, head on over to Osmo.com. You can get nine days of Osmo plus MLB for just $9 using the promo code starting nine, nine, the number nine. All right. Uh, let's get to this final game. Winnipeg 2.7 implied gold total. Calgary 3.2 implied gold total. Calgary had some new lines. Um, Godreau uh, with Monaghan uh, and Lindholm, which was a line that they had used a lot in prior seasons, not so much this year. And then Backland, Kachuk, Manjapane, uh, the second line, which is uh, looks to be a really, really good line. Um, pretty low total here on Winnipeg, even though Calgary just came off getting their brains beat in by Ottawa repeatedly. So I'm interested to see what you think on this game.
1: Yeah, so with these new lines, there is a couple spots that I like. So you, you would... You would think with these new lines that like Kachuk, Backlund, Mangiapane is going to go out against Winnipeg 1, Shifley Stasny, Wheeler. Um, that takes me off Winnipeg 1. They've been better with Stasny of late, but uh, I don't want to go into Backlund, Mangiapane, Kachuk, especially if Winnipeg 2 is going to see Monaghan and Goudreau. Like That combo has just been awful. Like Lindholm is definitely better than the third wheels that have been there, but I don't think he's going to bring that line up to the point where you go, oh man, I don't want to stack against Monahan and Gaudreau. So, I think Connor Dubois Ealers is uh, a line that I really like tonight. Uh, their ownership is all under ten percent. Um, Dubois and Ealers on power play two, which you know the second unit scored a couple of power play goals the other night. Uh, you get Connor on power play one. Uh, so this is you know it's not a fully correlated line, but. They do, you know, they are very good five on five. They get a good, they get an advantageous matchup. I prefer them over the top line, and they're going to be lower owned than the top line. And then, then I I like Winnipeg three tonight. I know Cop is coming off a four goal game, but that does not sway why they're going to get Lucic, Bennett, and Dylan Dubé. Like that line is up there with some of the, woo like. I, I know I've talked up like Lucic, but he's, he, that was when he was with Backlund and Mangiapane, like competent players, like Sam Bennett and Dylan Dubay for like, maybe they're good offensively. They're just not good defensively. So like this Winnipeg third line is going to have their way. Uh, I'm not saying go all in. Like, if you're, <laughs> like yeah, I have him in 90 of 150 night. Like, no, nothing like that. But I, I think it would behoove you at their ownership to have at least some there. uh, cop might have some inflated ownership coming off a four goal game, but I think, you know, and he is on power play too. But Lowry isn't some scrub, and Appleton's actually looked pretty good recently. So I think there is some things to like on the third line. And then, um, so on the Calgary side, I think if I was going to go to line and beat Kachuk back on I really like that combo. Shifu, Wheeler, Stasny have been playing better, you know, since Stasny has gone there, but their numbers have regressed a little bit. So I think there is room for them to take advantage of them five on five. So I, I do like this Calgary second line. If you want to call it the second line, could be the first line. Like you, It's just semantics at this point. If you want to play Gaudreau, Monahan, Monaghan, Lindholm, because they fully correlate on the power play and Winnipeg's penalty kill isn't great, I think that's fine. Um, so I think you can do that. But for me, this is... My favorite lines from this game are Winnipeg two and Calgary
2: two. So, uh, the first thing I want to talk about honestly is the third lines because it seems like I'm. I think I'm on the opposite side of you on this game with as far with respect to the third lines. Um, that Winnipeg, okay, Andrew Cop four goal game, fine, it happened. All right, we'll deal with that. Winnipeg's third line, one point six expected goals. Four per 60, 2.5 expected goals against 39% expected goal share. Like, that's terrible. Like, however bad you think Bennett, Lucic, uh, Bennett and Lucic might be together, Bennett, Lucic, and dubay like 39% is a really bad line. So, I'm actually on the opposite side of the third lines here. I'm going to have some more uh, of that Winnipeg or the Calgary third line. Dubé, Bennett, Lucic, I'm not stacking them, I'm not three-man stacking, the most I'll do is two, more more likely I'll probably just one-off some guys, uh, but I do, like I, do I, like, I don't know if that Calgary line is going to be good or bad, but based off what they've done so far this year, four-goal game aside, I know that that Winnipeg third line is going to be bad, so that's just kind of the way I'm looking at it, I don't think... Like like Calgary's third line might actually be worse than them. Like that's the thing here. Uh, like we just don't know. So it's I'm, like I'm definitely taking a risk here. Um, I just think that uh that Calgary third line just isn't in such a bad matchup. Um, I'm gonna probably Winnipeg power play stack quite a bit here tonight. Uh, I just I don't really. I don't really want to get down. Like Ehlers is super expensive. Dubois price is coming up. Like Winnipeg 2 is starting to push 19 K. And when you're pushing 19 K for a line that only has one guy on the top power play unit, like that's a lot of, that's a lot of cash for me. So I'm probably going to lean more towards power play stacks for Winnipeg uh, on the Calgary side. I'm with you. Backlund, Montepani, Kachuk by far, it looks like the best line to me. So that's where I would go on the flame side uh, for defensemen. I'm probably just correlating, but the one thing that we should mention is that Chris Tanev and Noah Hannafin have been leading in five-on-five ice time uh, for the last five or six games. It hasn't been Giordano uh, or Rasmus Anderson, which I thought was really interesting.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you are using uh, that second, the Kachuk back on line, I think you can use Giordano, you can use Hannafin just because, you know, uh, Kuchuk's on the top power play, back on Manjipani on the second power play. So you can use either of the power play quarterbacks. Uh, Tanev, I mean, I'd rather play Hannafin than Tanev. But if, you know, you're a Tanev junkie, I mean, you can put him in if he does see, you know, the, the minutes. On the Winnipeg side, like, I, I get it. If you want to use Morrissey for the top power play, I just, I don't know. He he just bothers me. Uh, I, I really like Neil Pionk. Um especially if you're using the second line or the third line, you want to use like Lowry cop Pionk. I think that's fine. Um, obviously Morrissey for the correlation. I definitely wouldn't one off him. And then goalies. I like uh heli buck. Anytime you can get uh heli buck cheap on the road, I think you can put him in. I also like Markstrom in this game. He's not overpriced. He's 7,800 at home. Um, I lean Helibuck as a one-off in this game, just because he's cheaper. But I think if you're, if you're using Flames, I think Markstrom is perfectly acceptable.
2: Yeah, my two favorite goalies are the two goalies in this game, oddly enough. Um, love them both. Have more Hellbuck than Markstrom, but I'll definitely have some of both. Um, all right, we're going to get out of here. Uh, before we get out of here, Josh, think of your hat trick pick. My hat trick pick uh, for tonight is going – Like I picked him before and he hasn't done it, but I'm praying that he does it for us here tonight. Kyle Connors, my hat trick pick. Who you got? Christian Dvorak. Christian Dvorak. I love it. All right. Before you guys get out of here, please like and subscribe. Click the bell for notifications. That'll let you know whenever we come back on the air. Uh, For our producer, Tyler. uh, For Joshua, Joshua, uh, Captain America Harris, this is Michael Clifford saying good luck tonight, everybody.